0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. You know, the, the, the few weeks, well, the, the several weeks that I was not in the pulpit and pastor was ministering, and just the different things. I was in California and everything. You know, I had just kind of just been kind of laying it out there before the Lord. You know, just, you know, what do I do when I get back in the pulpit? I kind of like to know some. Sometimes I don't know the last minute. And, and, and he gave me two or three different things. And, in fact, you know, we started off with talking about some setting some goals for this year. And, and specifically spiritual goals as opposed to just natural goals and the things that we want in, in life. You know, the blessings that we're, we're looking for. And, and those are all wonderful. They're all good they're all fantastic you know but this is a year to concentrate I believe on some spiritual goals and so then the next week we talked about letting the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight O lord my strength and my redeemer then last week we talked about joy God's joy you know that's that's what we walk in is God's joy and um and then I, I, I had had this just kind of rumbling around, you know, for several weeks. And so tonight we're going over Philippians four, verse thirteen. You know, it's a it's a very familiar verse to most of us. But I just want to take a look at it tonight, and um, and talk us a little bit about it. Well, <sighs> let's just read it. I spent I spent all afternoon, you know, writing a bunch of getting a bunch of verses together, and and um, we're just going to see how this kind of works its way, you know, into into what the Lord wants. Uh, you know, sometimes you get up here with a lot of pages of things, and, and it kind of goes completely different. I'm not, I'm not really sure, <laughs> you know, how this is going to work, but that's okay. Uh, Philippians four thirteen says, "I can do all things through Christ." who strengthens me. We talked about joy last last week, the God kind of joy. You know, when you talk about faith, you talk about the God kind of faith. We were talking about the God kind of joy last week. You know, that is the joy that we walk in. Nehemiah talks about the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's the joy of the Lord. It's his joy that we walk in. It's the joy of the Lord. That gives me strength. And here is this talks about, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I just we're just going to take this verse and we're going to kind of break it down a little bit. And um, in the Williams translation, this, this verse says, I have power for all things through him who puts a dynamo in my life. Wow. Puts a dynamo in my life. You know, dynamo, that word comes from what we get the same word root word for dynamite. That's power-packed, isn't it? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, and so I just kind of began to look at this verse. And the very first part of it says, I can do. I can do. Not somebody else. You know, sometimes when things come up, we look for somebody else to do the doing. I This person, the person who looks back at me when I look in the mirror, I, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, the enemy wants nothing more but to tell you that you can't. You have to tell him, I can. You know, there's that that old uh, children's story about the little train who could. I think I can. 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 And he got up over the hill and made his way down again. You know, this is not the little train who thought he could. You better be the little train who knows you can. I can do all things. It's not the power of positive thinking. You know, so many times people confuse that with faith it's not the same it may look a lot like the same but you know what you can talk yourself into some things that's what the power of positive thinking is all about i can talk myself into it listen i don't have to talk myself into something when the word of god clearly says it belongs to me i can do not just think about it, not ponder it, not 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 kind of give it, you know, oh, let me see, let me consider this. Can I? No, I can do all things. I can do it. Not just think about it, not just wish I could, not just would like to, but I can do all things. It doesn't help us just to be hearers of the word. We have to be doers. When God told us to be doers, he expects us to do something. And there is much to do. And there are some things that are beyond our comprehension. Just on the natural level, there is no way I can do that. Yes, you can. If God says do, you can do. There is nothing you can't do as long as you have him on your side. You know, we have to get to a place where we we are so ready. Anytime he asks us to do anything, we are ready to say, yes, sir, and never give thought to that place that would come into our minds to say, I can't. We need to get beyond that place where we automatically, just without thinking, go, yes, sir, I can do that. You know, you hear stories of people all the time who go in for a job interview or something, and, and, and maybe they haven't had experience in a certain place. And, and, and they go in, they find out that this job entails something that they've never really done before. You know, and that person will go in there, and they go with such confidence that when they, they are asked, can you do this, they go, like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can do that. You know, that comes from a place of knowing that you are capable of doing it. Listen, God has already said you can do anything. He tells us we can do all things. Now, those all things and cover uh, cover a lot of territory. You know, all things can can include something on the na- on a natural physical level. It can do it can it can be something that's mental. You know, there, there may be such. Situ- everybody in their life will come across situations that in the natural, they just think, I can't handle this. I, I, I just, I, I can't, I, you know, your mind goes on tilt. I, I can't do it. I've been there. I've been there. And because I've been there and walked through it, walked it out, I've come to a better understanding and a better realization of the fact that I can do it that there is nothing the enemy can throw my way that I cannot overcome, that I can't walk through, that I can't become stronger because of. Listen, if you don't ever go through some things, if you're never faced with any tests or trials, you know, you, your faith can't grow. It's the trying of our faith that causes us to grow. You go into a weight room and you pick up three pounds. That's not really going to cause you to grow much. I mean, unless you're five. You know, a five-pound barbell is, is a lot for a five-year-old. But, you know, for us as adults, it's nothing. Listen, it's, begin, it's when we begin to get some real resistance that we begin to grow. You know, and there are those times when you just, have to, you just have to look at a situation and go, I can do this. I can do this. Everything in you is wanting to panic. Everything in you wants to just run. Everything in you says, let somebody else do it. You can do it. You can. You are well equipped, more than able. I I found some scriptures in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Hallelujah. If you could see my notes, oh, my goodness. We're going to hop all around those things. Hallelujah. You know, chapter 12, Paul is talking about all the things that that he has has endured. And yet, in verse 9, he said said that the Lord said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. His strength is made perfect. When When you find yourself in a weak place, his strength can be made perfect in you. Hallelujah. Uh, it goes on, in, on back in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ. You know, you have to stop and consider the fact that it's through him. It's not through you. Doesn't it say over in, um, um, was it Proverbs? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding you know sometimes we have got to get if we start out in this verse of i can do all things looking at me i can do and then it switches through christ i can only do what i do when i do it through him that's it I cannot lean to my own understanding, my own ways, my own desires, my own preferences, what I would rather not do or rather do. I, can't, I cannot do that. I have to know that it's me who has to do it, but I have to do it through something other than me. There's a place in God that I have to find so that I can accomplish what's been set before me to do. I can't say I can do if I'm not going to do it through Christ. You know, too often we fail in some areas because we, we we're counting on ourselves. Somehow, you know, this, you know, we have come through times, you know, where, you know, it's been, it's been magnified, you know, in the society that he's a self made man. You are not a self made man. If you are in Christ, you had nothing to do with it except that you received salvation, that you received the benefit of everything he's done. It does nothing, has nothing to do with your efforts. Thank God. Our efforts at best are pitiful. Our efforts at best are weak. Our efforts at best are nothing compared to what he has done. And so we have to look and we have to see ourselves doing what we do through the one who who brought us to the place that we are now. In Christ if you never know anything, else, you, ha- you must find the revelation of who you are in Christ. What you have in Christ. What you can do in Christ. It's all about him. It's not about you. The about me part is what I can do to be a part of what he has done. To to hook up with him, to be partners with him, let him take me where he wants me to go, let him do through me what he wants to do, let him say through me what he wants to say, let him accomplish through me what he wants accomplished. Because in this world, he has to have us because we're here. He's there, we're here. And so he has to have a partnership with us so we have to come back to this place where I can do through him. And see, what he's looking at is is, I, is he can do through me. There's a great partnership here between us. A great partnership. As long as we live in this earth, God has a work for us to do. And we need to stop being so caught up in our own natural lives that we never give thought to what he wants to accomplish in, a, in, in an ordinary day. Because our ordinary day... Is not an ordinary day to him. Our ordinary day can be an extraordinary thing in the spirit realm. Because in our ordinary day, if we run across somebody that he asks us to minister to, whether it's just to spend a few moments with them, whether it's just to encourage them, whether it's to be kind to them, whether it's to bless them with something, that can become an extraordinary day for that person. Oh, my goodness. You know, we take things so lightly sometimes, and we think that they're, they're so small, so minuscule, so insignificant, and yet there's a great significance to many things that seem small to you and me. And so God has this partnership going on with us that we need to be so aware of. You know, when we, when we take this scripture over in, in Philippians, I can do all things. You know, so much of the time if we have read this verse, we have looked at it strictly in the terms of, of me, my situation, my life, what I have to do, what I have to get through, what I have to accomplish. But it's so much bigger than that. It's so much further beyond just me does it apply to just me yeah I mean you know when I don't know who was playing baseball I guess it was uh, Pastor Greg he was playing baseball and so you know I found one you know a little picture of a of a of a little boy you know holding a baseball bat and and I said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me so I bought that for him he had in his room when he was playing baseball it was an encouragement to him just having the word right there You know, got a baseball bat and ball, okay, great. But, you know, sometimes we leave it in those kind of places, how it pertains to me. But it's not just how it pertains to me. It goes so much further than that. And we're coming into this year, a time when God wants to do so many things, and he wants to use you, and he wants to use me. And it's bigger than you or I can comprehend. And we need to start looking at those situations and saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do them. Does this apply to everyday situations? Does it apply to your life situations? Yes, it does. And there will be times, you know, you might get a diagnosis of some kind, you know, a health situation. You might get a financial, you know, (laughs) revelation you know of something that's not good you know you may have a family situation that's not good I can do all things that it's valid to use that then but you understand that that still comes through Christ is how you can do that you, you can't you can't you can't function you can't navigate the course of this life without it being through him. And it goes on to say, who strengthens me. And so, you know, I just, I just went back and I started looking at the word strength in, in so many places. And, and I'm telling you what, there is a wealth of places to go to if you want to talk about strength, the strength that comes from God. But just, so we're just going to talk about a few of them here for just a few minutes. Uh, Psalms 8, 2 I'm just going to run through a lot of these, you know, because I wrote them out pretty much. It says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings have you ordained strength because of your enemies, that you might steal the enemy and the avenger. Psalm twenty nine eleven. the Lord will give strength unto his people. Psalm 28, 7 and 8, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices and with my song, I will praise him. Ah, my, my, with my song, I will praise him. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Rejoicing, Remember? The Lord is their strength; He is the saving strength of His anointed. I just love that He's the saving strength of His anointed. Doesn't it say over in Luke that the Lord has anointed me? Jesus got up and read that, but that applies to you and me as well as it did to Him. What? It, in fact, is let's take a quick look at that. You know, in the context of what we were just talking about, great things that God wants us to do. Luke four, verse eighteen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to preach deliverance to the captives. He has sent me for recovering of sight to the blind. He has sent me, sent me to set at liberty. Them there are bruised. He has sent me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Ah. That, isn't that nice to know? He is the saving strength of his anointed. Look what he's anointed you to do. Not just live. Not just live victoriously, but, but to go out in the strength of his anointing to do wondrous things. Hallelujah. In Psalm 46, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Got trouble? God is your refuge. He is your strength. Psalm sixty eight thirty five, the God of Israel is he that gives the strength and power to his people. Psalm seventy three twenty six My flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm eighty four five Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Psalm one hundred forty verse seven, O oh God the Lord, the strength of my salvation. Proverbs 10, 29 says, The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. Isaiah 26, verses 3 through 4 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Trust thee in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Isaiah 40, verse 29 says, 30 and 31, it says, He gives power to the faint. Hallelujah. And to them who have no might, He increases strength. Listen, you know, just walking around this ordinary life, you don't have any might of your own. But He gives you strength. Hallelujah. It says, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord... Shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. Listen, we got some running to do, time is short. God needs us to run, we've got a job to get done. It's going to take some runners to get it done. It says, They shall run and not be weary, they'll walk. They won't faint. Hallelujah. Psalm 18, verses uh, 11, it says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God and my strength in whom will I trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. And then, of course, last week, you know, or two weeks ago, let the words of my mouth, as is Psalm nineteen fourteen, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. There is so much here. You know, I, I, I look at so much of the things that are talked about as strength, you know, in the Psalms, and David was the, the writer of most of the Psalms. And he was a man who utterly had, had to rely on the strength of God. A man who whose heart was after God, that God called him a man after his own heart. Especially don't you like that? I mean, just to have the recognition that David as a man under an old covenant, God looked at him and said he was a man after his own heart. And he realized where his strength came from. He realized that he could do nothing in and by himself. He realized that God was his strength, that he was the answer to everything that he needed, that he would empower him to do what he needed to do. You know, the reign of David was not an easy one. From the time he was anointed to the time he died, you know, there was very, he knew very little peace. That's why God would not let him build the temple was because he was a man of war, a man who was constantly having to fight battles, but he fought them in the strength of the Lord. He constantly said, oh Lord, my strength, you are the strength of my life. You're the strength of my salvation. How much more now that we have a God who lives on the inside of us can look to say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What a what a wonderful thing. Uh, Exodus 15:2 it says the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare for him a habitation. You know that's what we need to do so many times. When you feel like you can't, when you feel like you're weak, when you feel like you just you don't know where to turn, you can't you can't you can't do this, you can't see yourself doing it, prepare him a habitation. How do you do that? Just going before him, getting in his presence, just lifting your hands and raising your voice and beginning to bless his holy name and thank him for all that he is to you, for all that he's done for you. I mean, we look back at our lives and we see how he stepped into our lives on so many occasions and he's been the thing that's made the difference. He's been the one who's put us over. He's the one who's made us victorious in these things. He has just, he's just come through time and time and time again. Let me tell you, when you spend some time in a place like that, you're building a habitation for him. And when you do, his strength just begins to well up on the inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, it's not just strength in physical things, but strength of mind, strength of heart. Sometimes you feel like, you know, just, my, just inside, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just weak. You know, pr- over in Proverbs, it says in 24 verse 10, it says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. How do you know how good your strength is doing? how big your strength is, how well it is, how vibrant it is, how real it is to you in your everyday life, let adversity come. Let adversity come. Just let it come. Just let it come. I've, I've been in a hospital situation with other people before whose strength was not small. And a doctor comes out and says, your loved one has cancer. And, you know, when they, you know, when they do that, come out of surgery, you know, they usually take you to a different room to tell you bad news. If it's good news, they don't mind sharing it with everybody in the waiting room. You know, but if it's bad news, they go, well, you're going to come with me. So they, they'll take you to a little side room. And they, they take you over there, you know, and they sit you down. and They begin to tell you all this stuff, and they're just waiting for you to kind of fall apart. And I've sat there in situations where this doctor is looking at you, telling you these kind of things, and nobody's falling apart. And they kind of, you can, you can tell there's a little puzzlement goes goes across their face about, hmm, these people are doing pretty good. But I'm thinking, many times I've thought, it's because you don't know what we know. Right. You know. You know, adversity has come, but hey, strength is already on the inside. So So we don't have to fail at this. You know, so what, what, what's going to do? What's going to happen if adversity comes your way? You can't wait to find out. You need to be in a place where your strength is great now. You need to get yourself in a place where the strength of the Lord is on the inside of you to such a degree that no matter what comes your way, you are not going to fall apart. You're going to look at whoever's bringing you the good news and say, I got an answer. You know, sometimes you just, you know, you don't even bother telling them anything. Just say, thank you. Let them go on their way. And then, and then just going thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You've got this, Father. I know the answer is already there. I know what the Word says. I know what the Word says. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to fail. We don't have to look at this thing as anything other than we're walking through this thing on cloud nine. We're going to come through it smelling like a rose. Listen the three Hebrew children went into a fiery furnace and their strength was not small. Strength wasn't small. They weren't, the, they weren't concerned. They weren't crying, please don't throw me in the fire. It's hot. They, were, they, they just went, fine, throw us in. Fine, okay. Now, have you ever considered if you had been one of them what would your reaction have been when they bound you and guys, the guards came along and started swinging you? They're going to swing you over into that fire. You ever thought about it? Listen, there will be a time in your life when some adversity of almost that big a proportion will come into your life. What are you going to do? You can't wait till you get into it to go find some strength. You should. I mean, you, you can. You know, I have to admit, you know, I, I've been in panic mode before, you know, and and I, found, and I found a way out. But it would have been better to have had that already in place before that adversity showed up. We need to start living life in the strength and in the power of the almighty God who created the heavens and the earth. Who, who, who tore hell wide open. Who came out with the keys of death, hell, and the grave in his hand. That's whose strength is, wants to reside on the inside of us. That's the strength we need to be walking in, is that kind of strength, because it's available to us. If we can have his faith, we can have his joy, we can have his strength. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He, Habakkuk 3, verse 18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. See, that's what you do. When bad news happens, yet I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds' feet and he will make me walk upon the high places. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's how you do that. You know, over in Joshua, the Lord said to Joshua three times in one chapter, be strong and of good courage. He had a big job ahead of him. Just be strong, be courageous, be of good courage. You know, you're going to do this. You're going to, you're going to get it all done. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. God's telling you the same thing. Whatever the problem is, whatever the, the opposition is, whatever the journey looks like, be strong and of good courage. Hallelujah. Ephesians six ten says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Go over there. Ephesians 6. You need to read this. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The cunning, schemes, trickery, deception, and strategies. That's what that is, the wiles. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. The person who's strong just takes a stand. I'll not be moved. I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I don't have to move. Anybody going to do the movement? It ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be me. There's going to be some movement all right, but it, ain't be, it will not be me. I will not be moved. Hallelujah. Joel 3.10 says, says, let the weak say, I am strong. Doesn't that go back to our verse we did two weeks ago? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in, the, in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's funny how all these, these services of the last two or three weeks are just kind of kind of fold in upon one another. Hallelujah. Let the weak say, I am strong. You know, there's, there's one thing to say. In, in and by myself, I'm weak. But in you, I'm strong, Lord. That has to come out of a place in my heart. I can say it because it's right here. The words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Hallelujah. Oh, it says in, 11, in Hebrews 11, 34, it was talking about the, the heroes of faith. Out of weakness, they were made strong. Out of weakness, they were made strong. Sarah, it talks about Sarah in, in Hebrews 11, that she herself received strength to conceive a seed. Listen, this woman is 90 years old. She needed some strength to conceive a seed. See, God had said, you're going to do this. You're going to have a baby. Too bad she didn't have Philippians 4, 13, where I can do all things. But she did have the Word of God. She didn't have a Christ, a Redeemer, living on the inside of her, but she had the Word of the Lord, and that's all she needed. That gave her the strength to conceive a seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, 11 says, In your presence is fullness of joy. Is there a strength problem at your house? Is there a strength problem in your heart? The answer is, in his presence, there is fullness of that joy. And that joy is my strength. And that joy and that strength comes from a place that is not of this earth. It's from heaven. It's a divine impartation that comes into your life because you spend time with the one who is the author of that joy and the author of that joy, who is the source of it all. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. We are in a place in, in the span of time that we need to make sure that our strength is on a high level. This world is getting worse and worse. This world is is doing its very best to compromise everything and anything that we as believers live our lives founded upon. And we're going to need his strength to overcome. Listen, you know, it talks about um, in First Peter about the enemy he comes as a roaring lion to see whom he can devour. Well, you need to be so strong that when he comes your way, you just look at him and say, Not today and not me. Not today and not me. Every day it needs to be not today and not me. Not mine. You know, you can cover your whole household with that. Not today, not me or mine. You're not doing it. Because why? Because you're that strong in him. Hallelujah. You know, you, you, you want to see what kind, of, what kind of strength there is. All you got to do is go over and take a look at it. If, if we're going to do these things through Christ, then what kind of a Christ are we looking at? What kind of a Savior are we looking at? Go to Colossians 2.15. You're close by, I think. I don't know where I last left you. This is the Christ that we're we're talking about doing things through. This This is the guy. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing in it over them and in it. You know, I've got some, I've got a bunch of stuff written here in the margins and every little place I can find, you know, in here. And, and it says, having disarmed, brought to nothing, stripped off principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over those in it. Triumphing over them. Triumphing over them. Spoiled principalities and powers. And it's through that man that we can have the strength to do what we need to do. It says in, uh, uh, what is it, 1 Corinthians, is it? Is it chapter 15? Hallelujah. Yeah, chapter 15, verse 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then 2 Corinthians 2, 14, companion scripture of that, it says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. It says, now thanks be unto God, who always leads us in triumph. He has led the way already. And as long as we understand that no matter what comes our way, no matter what he asks us to do, no matter what situation we find ourselves in that maybe just pertains to us or maybe pertains to to the kingdom of God, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You need to take that, you need to take that verse and just tear it apart. Take a look at it. Every single word by itself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not me myself. It's not me. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with him and his strength and his ability to work through me to get anything that he assigns me accomplished. A-